Thank you for checking out our podcast today. We hope that the teaching you're about to hear will inspire you and motivate you on your incredible journey in becoming a better you. So please turn your attention to today's message. Stop running from your Nineveh. This year's theme is all about shining your light. And uh, today, I want to speak to you about how we need to stop running from our Nineveh. Give a summary, because you probably know this uh, story. It's in Jonah chapter 1, 1 through 7. I want to make sure that I'm okay. Dear Heavenly Father, I just ask, Lord, that, Father, you continue to strengthen us, Father. You continue to allow us to understand that it is not our will, but it is your will, Father. We do this because of your will, Father. We just say thank you for all the doors that you continue to open up in our lives. We say thank you, Father, for the doors that you continue to shut in our lives, that you know that it's not for us, Father. We pray for those that are watching online, that, that you, they continue, Father. You continue to minister, Father, to them as well as those that are here, Father. I pray, Lord, that this word, Father, Father, this word just flows out of my mouth freely without any hesitations, Father, without any stuttering, Father. I pray right now, Father, for health. I pray for endurance. I pray for breakthrough. In the name of Jesus, we say amen. amen. All right. So God tells Jonah, God tells Jonah to go to Nineveh and warn its people about their wickedness and their need to repent. How many times do you hear people saying, you got to repent? You got to repent. Instead, Jonah tries to run away from God, though, by boarding a ship to Tarshish. I had to learn how to say that. Tarshish. It, when I read it, it just sounded weird, but I, I, I looked it up, and that's how you say it. Tarshish. But God sends a huge storm in the meantime that frightens everyone on the ship. The sailors pray to their gods for help and throw things off the boat to try to lighten up the load of the boat while Jonah was asleep and calm. The captain wakes Jonah up. He says, wake up, bro. There's a storm going on. There's something happening. And asks him to pray to his God too. When the sailors cast lots to find out who caused the storm, they were trying to find out who they could blame on to see who caused the storm. And Jonah admit that he was, or Jonah admit that he worshiped the Lord, the God of heaven. And the sellers were all scared because Jonah had told them before they got on the boat that he was running away from God. They asked Jonah what they should do to stop the storm. And Jonah tells them to throw him into the water. <laughs> you want to get rid of your problems? Throw me into the problem. You want to get rid of your struggles? Throw me into your struggles. You want to get rid of your headache? Throw me into the headache. At first, the sailors were trying to ignore him, saying, bro, you are crazy. You're going to die. You're going to die if we throw you in that water. Sharks are going to eat you up. You are crazy. But then they got to the point where they were tired of pedaling, and, and the, the storms got stronger, and they were like, what is going on? And they said, you know what? He said, throw him in. Let's just throw him in. That's messed up, right? <laughs> so then they made a decision to throw Jonah into the water. And as soon as they threw Jonah into the water, the sea calmed. The sea calmed. Then they finally prayed. Now, this is the point I want to make is that they finally prayed to the God 
that Jonah worshipped, they were converted even in the midst of a storm. Even in the midst of chaos, they took that moment and they converted themselves. They stopped praying to their own God and they said, you know what, I'm going to worship your God. But before I, I, I throw you in, I have to make sure I'm right with God to make sure that I'm forgiven. And I'm just going to throw you in. So they threw Jonah in and then the storm calmed down. They offered a sacrifice to God and promised to serve him. God then sends a big fish. This is where we all know. We know this story about the big fish. This is the, the little the baby story that we just stay with. The baby story, the big fish. The big fish where he stays for three days and three nights. In Jonah's story, we see why he didn't want to go to Nineveh to share God's message. He tried to run away, but he faced many challenges to avoid obeying God. This seems very, very, very similar to people today. Because we hesitate or we avoid spreading God's message and shining our light that lives within us. If you haven't got one of these light bands, get them, please. This is our theme for this year. It works. Trust me. I'm driving on 95 and I feel like Gladys sometimes. So I, I see this. <laughs> hey, forgiveness. So I'm shining my light. He's saved now. You see, Jonah's hesitation was because of the different reason, uh, which we still see in people's struggles today. We all have these struggles. Today, we see many people facing the same struggles when, when they choose not to share the, the, the gospel or the message of God. Most of the time, because of fear, because of doubt, because of not being sure, often stops us from telling others about the love of God. Because we have fear that we don't have a degree in biblical theology, we feel afraid to spread the gospel of Jesus. Because we are afraid that we aren't up to that level or that standard. Because, you know, sometimes people say, we have to get, I have to get my life straight before I give myself to God. See, God is not worrying about that. God wants you to come to him so that he can fix you. See, but just like God didn't give up on Jonah, I want you all to know this morning that he is not, he is not, and he does not give up on you either. Man, he wasn't giving up on me this week. I'm telling you, man, I was, I was all over the place. I said, God, help me. God, help me. Give me strength. And he kept pushing. He kept pushing. I know Gladys was throwing stuff away, and she was like, God, God, please, please. You see, as believers, we need to face our fears. And this is the problem that as soon as fear comes to our lives, we just want to just run the other way, like the way Jonah ran away from Nineveh. As believers, we need to face our fears and weaknesses, knowing that God will give us strength and provide us with provision. We should share God's message knowing that by obeying him, we can make a real difference and bring change to this world. You know why this world is dark? Because there's not a lot of people that want to shine their light. That's why this world is dark. That's why there's no light. Because everyone is afraid of what is going to come out of our mouth. We're afraid of making people feel uncomfortable. Now, I'm not saying to go out there and make people feel uncomfortable. I'm not saying that. I'm saying to shine your light. To shine your light. To show the love and the grace of Jesus. 
If you read the stories of Jesus, Jesus showed his love and his grace to everyone who he encountered. It wasn't just about, I am the Messiah and you have to obey me. No, it wasn't like that. His first party was at Canaan at, at a wedding. That was his first party. He was fellowshipping with everyone. This is the problem that we build levels, levels in our lives that we feel like, ah, oh, I can't hang around with those people no more because I'm going to get what they have. They're going to contaminate me. Jesus wasn't like that. Jesus' ministry wasn't like that. He was like, I, get, I go everywhere. I shine my light anywhere. I shine my light when, when people don't want me to shine my light. And that's the problem. That's the problem, man. We wake up every morning. We get tired. We go to work on Monday. We do our job Monday through Friday. And we're just tired, and we're tired, and we're fed up, and we're like, God, like, why do you have me here? Maybe God has you there just to work, or maybe God has you there to shine your light. And this is when you have to ask God. Sometimes people just want to be here to shine your light. This, I was here when we made this stage. This, this has no power. This stage has no power. What has power is your characteristics when you leave those doors. If you want to change to begin in this world, you have to start shining your light everywhere you go. See, even when things seem tough, we shouldn't be afraid to shine bright for God. You shouldn't be afraid. Even when you're tired, you shouldn't be afraid. Even when you're hurting, you shouldn't be afraid. Even, even when you feel like you are incapable of doing it, you shouldn't be afraid. Because by doing so, we fulfill our purpose and bring honor to his name. Moses had a stuttering problem. And he freed a whole bunch of people and brought them to the promised land. He allowed himself to be used. Don't allow obstacles that come in your way to distract you from the purpose that God has for you. So this morning, I want to share some of those reflections from Jonah's story that keeps us from running from our Nineveh and keeps us from avoiding the opportunity to shine our light to other people. The first thing is that we all have fear of facing Nineveh. That's my first point, that we all have fear of facing Nineveh. It's coming. It's, there you go. There you go. We all have fear of facing our Nineveh. Jonah's initial response to God's call was one of fear. He was afraid and he was just scared. Jonah got scared when God asked him to share a message of repentance to people of Nineveh. He allowed his human weakness to overshadow his trust in God's sovereignty and provision. Listen up. Just like how we sometimes hesitate to share the message of God due to fear of rejection, due to discomfort, due to personal inconvenience. You know why Jonah didn't want to preach the gospel over there in Nineveh? It was because he knew that breakthrough was going to happen in Nineveh. He knew that they were going through crazy stuff in Nineveh. They were doing some nasty stuff in Nineveh. And, and, and Jonah felt like some of us sometimes, where we feel like, ugh, I, I, can't, I can't be around those kind of people. I, I just can't do it. No, I got to get out of here. 
So he jumps on a boat to Tarshish. I learned that word. That name, Tarshish. He jumped on a boat to escape what? The calling of God in his life. He jumped on a boat to escape being discomfortable. He jumped on, on, on a boat to escape pain of knowing that those people are going to be forgiven. Sometimes it hurts us when we see people get forgiven so quickly. We know their story. We're like, God, but you, you, you threw me all over the place, God, and, and now they're getting forgiven that quick? 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God gave us not a spirit of fearfulness, but of, uh, but of power and love and discipline. That's not the next verse. You're good. Stay right there. Stay back. Go back. You're good. Sometimes we'd rather stay in our comfort zone than take a risk and do what God is asking us to do because we have fear for the unknown. How many times do you find yourself in a position of taking a next, a higher position at work, but you're afraid because you automatically think that you're incapable of taking that next position? How many times do you feel that you feel afraid because Things aren't looking right. You don't have all the funds to make a vision that you've had that God has placed in your heart to happen. You don't have the funds. You're saying, it's just, it's just, it's not going to happen. It's just, it's not going to happen for me. Not, not, not right now. Not at this time. I want you to ask you all, I want to ask you all this morning a question. It's very simple. What is an example of a Nineveh in your life right now? Think about that. What is an example of a Nineveh in your life? What is an example of something that you're running away from and God is telling you to do it? What are you running from? Nineveh can be whatever pulls you out of your comfort zone. Nineveh is the people who have hurt you in the past deeply and God is telling you to forgive them. That's a Nineveh. Nineveh is the place God calls you where you don't want to be a part of. Maybe it's, it's, it's something, maybe, maybe you're like, I don't want to be a part of anything at church. I just want to come here on Sunday and escape. Maybe God is trying to push you to grow and you just don't want to grow. That's a Nineveh. Because you're running and you're scared and you're trying to hide. And God is saying, I see you. I see where you're going. And you're going everywhere I've told you not to go. Nineveh is discomfort. Nineveh is loneliness. Nineveh is work-related stress. Nineveh is physical illness. Man, I had, when I got diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, I had to look at that disease in the face and say, MS, you're not going to overtake me. MS, you're not going to overtake me. You're not going to limit the ability that God has placed in my life. Amen. That's a Nineveh. Think about that. I want you to leave asking that question. What is a Nineveh? What is something that I'm afraid to face? What is something that I'm afraid to face? So what do you do when God says go to Nineveh and you dislike where you're going to go? Because it's going to happen. You need to think about this because sooner or later, God is going to ask you to do something that is uncomfortable for you. He's going to ask something out of you. He's going to say, I need you to do this. I need you to forgive that person that has caused you pain since childhood. 
I need you to forgive that person that has caused you pain in your marriage. That's an anyway. This is the problem. Many of us aren't receiving breakthroughs because we keep running away from our Ninevehs in our lives. God wants you to face it right in the face and say, yo, I'm here. I don't know what I'm here for, but God told me to be here. I might not have all the skill levels, but I'm here. Because sometimes we think that we have to prepare ourselves before we face people. No, man. Sometimes you have to get dirty. Make sure you're in there. You know, um, this week. When, when Pastor Jose said, hey, bro, I need you to do this and this and this, I was like, oh, are you serious, me? And guess what I did? I took the responsibility on. Maybe I'm not capable of doing it. Maybe I don't have all the abilities and the know-hows, but I did it so that I can learn from them. That's a Nineveh. Nineveh, Nineveh sometimes aren't always struggles. Sometimes they're just, what happened? Am I spitting too much? Oh, oh thank you. Ninevehs could be so many things. And this was what Jonah was doing. Jonah was running away because he was scared of what was going to happen in Nineveh. He was, going to, he was scared of, of the grace that God was going to pour out on Nineveh. If you read this story and you read this story with adult eyes and not kids' eyes, you know that, G, uh, that the compassion of God continued even before Jesus came to the planet. God was always compassionate. He was always compassionate. Jesus just gave his stamp of approval now that you still have love, you still have grace, you still have mercy. And there's no way to lose that. Don't lose it because you can't. You might find yourself in a position where you're running away and God is saying, I still love that knucklehead. I still care for that person. I, I still love that Lonnie and Aaron over there. I still love those guys. But we find ourselves running and running and running and running so much. So why did Jonah run from God? Because he didn't want to go to Nineveh because he didn't think God should care about those people. He was just like, you know what? I'm done. God, I just can't do it no more. And this is the problem with us that we we make decisions for God. We make decisions for God. Oh, I'm okay. I'm I'm good. I did my I did my devotional at 633 a.m. I don't need anything else. And God is trying to grow you. God is trying to expand you. God God is trying to take you to the next level. Don't allow yourself to be the obstacle of your breakthrough. Don't allow yourself to be the obstacle of your breakthrough. How many times do you feel like Jonah? That because of past events that occurred in our lives with other people, we don't want to go to forgive them because we still are, we still have hurt inside of us. We still have pain. We still have struggles. And we're like, God, I just can't do it. We haven't talked in 10 years, God. And now you want me to shine my light over there? Now you want me to drive 45 minutes to talk to that person who caused hurt in my life? I don't know if I'm talking to myself this morning. But think about it. This could have been a lot of thoughts that Jonah had in his head saying, I just don't want to do this. And remember, Jonah was a prophet. He was ministering the word of God. And he still had moments where he feel, um, you know, in disagreement with God. saying, I got to go. I can't do this. And we do this all the time. We're always running away from God. And God is saying, if you keep running, you're going to face more storms. 
Make your life easier and just listen to what I have to say to you. If you keep running, you're going to face more obstacles. Stop running and do what I'm telling you to do. I had that uh, a couple of days ago with my son, Nehemiah. He's a very kind kid. He's, he's, he's awesome. My, my, my oldest is amazing. But he reminds me of myself. Mom, don't agree with that. <laughs> so he's emotional and... Yeah, that tea. And um, there was a, an issue that happened this week. And uh, it's funny because my youngest son, he's the rebel. Um, he likes to do his thing and he escaped the house. But he escaped the house. But he did it like it wasn't his fault in a way. Because I didn't really give him a guideline of where to go. Um, so his friends asked some, yeah, some kids asked him to come outside to play. And... Uh, he said, oh, Dad, I'm going to go um, talk to my friends outside. And they were outside hanging out. But I didn't know that he went down the street. So he went down the street. He didn't take his phone with him. He didn't take any of the new gadgets that we have now to make sure we know where our kids are at. And I go out downstairs. I'm like, Jaden, Jaden, where are you, Jaden? Where are you, Jaden? Jaden, hey, Jaden. You know, in the beginning, your voice is like kind of soft. It's like kind of in control, Jaden. Jaden, son, Jaden. Jaden, where are you? And then after a couple minutes, he's like, Jaden! I'm like, Jaden! I was afraid. Why? Because that was my baby boy. That was my baby boy. So then I go outside, and I'm like, Jaden! Because outside, I got to have a deep voice. So I'm like, Jaden! Jaden! Jaden, where you at, Jaden? And then here comes my oldest son, Jaden! And I had to tell Nemo, I said, Nemo, you're not helping out the situation. <laughs> and we found that he was down the street, and he told me, we brought him into the house, and we spoke to him. And I said, son, you can't do that. You have to tell us where you're going. You have to tell us wh uh, uh, where you're going to be at all times. You need to call me. You need to text me. You need to tell me something. And mind you, he's young, but, you know, I was trying to be cool, but also, you know, a little bit stern with him. And um, he said, but, Dad, you, you never told me how far I could go and how far I couldn't go. And I was like, listen, stop. So I was like, you know what, son? You're right. I didn't. But from now on, I need you to communicate with me because I need to know where you are at all times. And my son is straight up. He was like, yes, dad. Yes, dad. No problem. I got you. Yeah. Yep. No problem. If it was Nehemiah, he'll be crying asking for forgiveness. Um, he's very sensitive. But the reason why I tell you this story is because God told Jonah where to go. And he went the opposite way. So because I didn't tell my son the limits, he didn't have no limits. Jonah had limits. Jonah knew what he needed to do. But he chose to disobey. And that's how storms happen when you disobey. I just thought that was a funny story to share with you guys. <laughs> so Isaiah 41, 10 says, don't be, you know y'all all been through that. Y'all, I know y'all got kids. Yeah, it happens. Isaiah 41, 10 says, don't be afraid for I am with you. Don't be discouraged for I am your. 
Sometimes you're going to put be put into positions where you're going to feel uncomfortable and unwanted. But those are the areas in our lives that God is going to use you the most so that you can shine your light. He's going to use you the most to shine your light, to be that, that moment of breakthrough for someone else. The second point is that we are unfamiliar with God's message. We are unfamiliar with God's message. If Jonah had a clear understanding of what God was asking from him, he would have not got discouraged and went the other way. That's called an ongoing relationship building, ongoing relationship building. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is sometimes as people and as individuals, we get discouraged because of all the chaos that's happening around us. And we're saying, God, you want me to go there and you don't see everything else that's surrounding me right now? How do you want me to do this? I, I don't even got food. I don't even got food in my refrigerator. And now you want me to try to collect something to give to somebody else? worrying allow God to worry for you you see Jonah had to tell the people of Nineveh to change their ways it was a tough job because the city was full of bad things happening everywhere so maybe Jonah might have felt like he, he just wasn't ready to show that kind of love man sometimes I'm not ready to show love to people why because I'm not I don't always have a good day I can speak a good day, don't, it doesn't mean that that day is going to happen. But I keep pushing, but I keep moving forward, understanding that God is allowing blessings to come my way. So maybe Jonah might have felt like uh, he wasn't ready to show that kind of love and, 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 and love to those people. And, and that was only available through God to people who he thought he didn't deserve. Maybe Jonah thought that those people didn't deserve the kind of love that Jonah was trying to give them. So today, telling people about God's message can feel hard at times. Think about it. Have you ever felt a tongue in your heart where God is saying, I need you to do this? And you're telling God, I don't know, God, I don't think this is the right time. Or maybe God is saying, hey, that, that, you have a word for that person. You can share with that person that word. And you're saying to God, I'm not ready. We do this all the time. We're telling, we're asking God to speak to us and he is speaking to us and he's telling us what to do, but we don't want to move. We don't want to activate with it. We're just like, you know what, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not there yet, God. God doesn't need you to be there yet. He just needs you to be there. He doesn't need you to be there yet. He needs you to be there and available. But we need to understand the simplicity of God's message. God's message is not complicated. Religion complicates the message. But God's message is very simple. It's about what took place on the cross through Jesus, his son, and how through his actions, you and I receive a never-ending kind of love that has changed us completely to be a better person all the way to this point in our lives. That's the message of God. The message of God is what took place on the cross. The message of God is not all of the stuff you read in the Bible. The message of God is Jesus. It's Jesus. 
It's what Jesus did in those three years. That's the message of God. If you want to know all the genealogy and all that stuff, go ahead and study. And I agree. Go ahead and study. You need to learn this stuff. But understand, when you're speaking to someone who doesn't know God, you know the biggest way of evangelizing somebody is by expressing your own personal experience with God. Because the biggest light that they're ever going to see is through you and your lifestyle. That's the biggest kind of light that they will ever see. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 to 21. You can have that back down and read here. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new what? The old life is gone and a new life has. And all of this is a gift from who brought us back to himself through And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. Sorry about that. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. Listen, I like that part. For God was in Christ. For God was in Christ. Reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. So if you think you got too much sin, you've already been forgiven. As soon as you receive Jesus into your life, you've been forgiven. That slate is clean. You just got to start living your life. But in order, in understanding that God has to be that main part in your life, that you look for your answers. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. We are ambassadors. Every time we go to the workplace, we're an ambassador. Every time we go to Walmart, we're an ambassador. Every time we're driving on 95, we're an ambassador. Gladys. (laughs) It's forgiveness. But everywhere we go, we're an ambassador. And sometimes we stop being Christian right here. We get our little Sunday pickup. Ooh, I feel good. Thank you, Jesus. And then we leave those doors and we're like, I can't stand any of these people. I just, I just can't do it. For God made Christ, who have never sinned, to be the offering for our sins so that we could be made right with God through Christ. So if you're leaving this building like that, you got some work to do. You got some Jesus finding to do. You need to build your relationship up. You know why? Because every time I hear a testimony or every time I see someone who came through those doors the first time and see the way that God is giving them breakthrough and seeing the way their life is now, I get excited. I get excited because I serve a real God, because I serve a God of breakthrough, because I serve a God who no matter what does not dictate us from our educational level. He just wants you to be used. I took a lot of energy to jump up like that. Thank you, brother. Thank you, thank you. Stop fighting.
following religion and start following Jesus. Stop following religion and start following Jesus. Jesus wasn't religious. He was just himself. The more we understand that, the more we're able to create a better relationship with God. Sometimes people are like, oh, I have to bow when I pray or I have to, you know, have candles when I pray. Jesus is not about that. Jesus is saying, I need you first is first. Surrender yourself at your worst state in your life and just surrender yourself and say, God, I need you now. God, I surrender all of my problems to you. God, allow me to not be distracted by all of the convenience of the world and allow myself to be able to submit to you, Heavenly Father. Many times, I know everybody's passing on tissues, they're looking at me. (laughs) Many times we do this, though. We were counting on five steps to a better walk with Christ. We're doing ten steps to a better walk with a betterness to our Heavenly Father. None of that is important. You know what's important? An ongoing wanting, an ongoing wanting to get closer to God. An, an, an ongoing wanting to get closer to God, where no one is pushing you to get closer to God, where no one is encouraging you to get closer to God, where you wake up in the morning and say, look, God, look, I'm, it's Tuesday, and I'm here. Give me love. Give me, give me, give, give me some, some words today, Lord, because I just finished Monday. And Tuesday is here. I know how it is, man. I understand. I can't be up here preaching a word of God and not being in the same understanding as everyone else here. But the problem is my relationship with God is ongoing. It just doesn't stop. Yeah, you'll see me here on Sunday, but guess what? I'm reading my Bible at home. I'm reading my Bible Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I'm reading something that has to do with Jesus. The more you fill yourself up with Jesus, the more likely you're, you, you won't run away when God is directing you on where to go. Again, I'm sorry for all of this, all these nasty boogies. You see, religion is what makes this walk difficult. But Jesus is what makes it possible for people like us to take on this amazing journey through his ongoing love for us, even when we feel undeserving of it. Man, I don't know who I'm speaking to. I'm speaking to myself because God continues to show me love and continues to show me compassion. And I'm not perfect. No one is perfect. The only one that was perfect gave himself up to die on that cross and is up in heaven at the right hand side interceding for us every day keeping us in prayer every day you think 633 prayer is off the hook you should see the kind of prayer Jesus is praying about you y'all should have been clapping louder than that Jesus is praying for Pablo and Louis Jesus is praying for my cousin Ezra Jesus is praying for Rob because of uh, Gladys's temper on the road. <laughs> Jesus is, is keeping us all the time. He's, he's pr- praying for Crystal and Chris. He's, he's, he's continuing to intercede for us. And that's the problem. Gladys, you know I love you, girl. You know, just, I love you, girl. Look. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I need you to understand that just because we live in this journey does not mean that we're alone. We are not alone, man. The third point I want to talk to you uh, is about worrying about change. Worrying about change, man. Change is like, ugh. Oh, my God. Every beginning of the year, I'm on a diet. (laughs) 
beginning of the start of the year, I'm starting a diet. And I know some of you guys are too. Now, I'm not saying that we're still on there and we're still doing it. I'm not saying that. But every year, you know, there's change. Oh, I got to eat this now and I got to do this and I got to do some exercise. And my wife got the YouTube video for 30 minutes. I'm like, babe, do you not see his body compared to mine? Like, like, start me off slow. And she's like, no, you can do it. I'm like, no, I can't. I can't. She's going to give me for that one. Worrying about change. You know, Jonah might have felt like his preaching wouldn't change anything in anything. He might have thought that the people wouldn't listen or that he wasn't good enough at preaching. Today, people might avoid sharing the gospel or the message because they are worried it won't make a difference. We might even think no one will listen to what we have to say or that we are not good enough to spread this message that is poured out into us. This fear of failing or disappointing others can stop us. It can stop us. It can stop us. I have moments where I'm like, God, I can't do this, God. I'm, I'm not capable of doing this, God. And he says, it's not about you being capable. It's just about you being willing to do it. It's not about you being capable. It's about you being willing to do it. And I'm like, God, why are why you? You just know all the right words. Sure do. Right? We have this in us. We, we have this in us. Like This fear of failing or disappointing others can stop us from telling others about God's love and grace and mercy. And that's the problem. When fear activates it, activates itself in our lives, we allow fear to overtake us. And then we stop the blessing for someone else. That's what Jonah was doing. He was scared. He was nervous. That's why he jumped on a boat. That's why he escaped. And guess what he was doing? He was avoiding the people of Nineveh to receive their blessing. He was avoiding the people of Nineveh to receive their breakthrough. Many of us aren't going to or walking towards or or, 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 or in the direction towards our personal Nineveh because we are scared of the seekers that are going to come out of it. We're scared of the problems that are going to happen afterwards. If I tell this person how I really feel, are they going to be able to accept me for who I am? And God is probably tugging at your heart this morning saying, hey, this is the time for breakthrough. This is the time for your Nineveh to really hear from you the word that I have for them. First Corinthians 3, 5. I love, I love this verse. I love this um, message. This scripture here. Sorry about that. Listen up. Listen up to this detail. Listen up to this detail. Listen up to the detail. After all, who is Apollos? Who is Paul? We are only God's servant through whom you believed the good news. Go ahead. Each of us did the work the Lord gave us. I planted the seed in your hearts and Apollos watered it, but it was God made it grow. 
But it was God who made it grow. But it was God who made it grow. But it was God who made it grow. It was who? God. You put the work in it, but it's still God that made it grow. Yeah, you're speaking to somebody. You're encouraging somebody. God just needs you to be the vessel so he can allow that seed to grow. Continue. It's not important who does the planting or who does the watering. It's not important if you guys are putting in the time. That's not important. What is important that you are just doing an effort to shine your light, right? Next. What's important is that God makes the seed grow. When you think it's all about your skill levels and your abilities, then you're limiting the capability of God in someone else's life. It is not our job to convince people or to change people. Our job is to be an example of the light in the world that is full of darkness. And allow others to see the work that God has done in our life. And that is what changes people's perspective of the gospel. There's a lot of people who say the gospel is not for me. I'll be like, it's because you haven't read it right. You haven't had people who read it right and they're showing examples of the gospel. So you're just taking people as an example. People that are not prepared to spread the word or to be the light. This year is all about shining your light. Last year was I'm loved. You're already loved. You should already know that. Amen. But stop being in that thing of I'm loved. Know that you're loved and now you got to work. You got to shine your light. You got to shine your light. Shine it real good. You see, when people get to see where you've been compared to where you are, that's the real blessing. Right. You get that? When people get to see where you've been, like, I knew, I knew this person like this. But this gospel has changed them to be like this. And this is the problem. This is the ongoing problem where the issues of life are what hinders the growth of other people. Because there's not a lot of people shining their light. There's not a lot of people spreading the gospel. There's not a lot of people spreading hope, spreading joy, spreading peace. Again, the reason why this world is dark is because there's not enough people shining their light. That's why this world is dark. Because we're scared of what people are going to say about us. Because they're, going to, they're probably going to say, ooh, I'm not listening to you. Because I remember what you used to do. I remember seeing you twerking on the side. I, 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 I remember you doing all of this and now you are saved? How are you going to change me? And then I'll be right there like, first of all, I don't change nobody. God does the changing. I just do the planting and the watering. Because I still got work that I need to get done on me. So I'm still struggling. And I'm still going through my ups and downs. But I continue to have faith in that awesome alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end kind of Jesus that I serve every day of my life. I don't know. My voice is cracking now. 
I was supposed to sing with the worship team, and I said, look, I'm, I, I'm, I have to save the voice because I don't know how long I'm going to have it for. But I want you to know, man, before you guys leave out this room, to not allow the world to hinder your light to shine. Amen. To, to, to not allow uh, uh, Nineveh that God is directing you to go to discourage you. And don't allow yourself to run away to Tarshish, the, word I, the name I learned, the city I learned. Don't allow yourselves to run away. We're running away too much. Let's, let's fight back. And let's fight back for those souls that are lost. And let's continue to win those souls for the kingdom of God. Amen. So stop running away from every Nineveh that you come across. Allow your light to shine and be the reason for someone else's breakthrough and encounter with Jesus. Amen. Do you guys get a good word today? Amen. Was it a good word today? Yes. Can we all stand up, please? Thank you again for checking out our podcast. If you would like to find information about who we are or how to donate so that we can keep doing what we're doing, please check us out at www.scarletnotes.org. See you next time.